top 50 rap list that was going around? I saw it, um, but I know everyone's so mad about Button being number three. And I was just like, to me, they're all subjective anyway. Like, because some, someone's favorite rapper is if you give someone the top five, one of someone's gonna have Drake in the top five, and you're just gonna be mad as shit. But it's like it's not. Yeah. What really pissed me off you was know that the Twitter account. It's a podcast that put this out, and the Twitter account had like 300 followers, and this shit went around like wildfire. Oh, what a genius that guy is! This could have been us, dude. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want. I'm not a clickbaiter though. I'm, I'm not a clickbaiter either. But that's, like, I'm not. I, I think I'm above that. If I, I, I'd rather not have the followers and just like put out nonsense. And if they, if they believe that, and they, if I, if I talk to them and they believe that, they, and they can try to like form an argument as to why they believe he's the number three, I'm not gonna knock you for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna just put that out there, knowing that he's not number three in my book, and be like, oh yeah, this is why I believe this is my top fifty. Like, because then you're just clickbaiting. I need to talk to him and see, like, do you believe that Joe Budden's third um, best rapper? And if you, if he is, tell me why. If you give me like a reason why you really believe that he is, like, maybe you just, maybe that's all you have is Joe Budden now, because you have nothing else in your in your category. <laughs> hey, listen, as a member of the Joe Budden fan hive from when he was still rapping, I can tell you, Joe Budden fans are crazy. Oh yeah, they're rabid. Like, fans. I mean, they're no, they're they're rabid because like he's. They've kept him relevant for a long, a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like even between like his actual career and his podcast now, that's probably like I think the most popular thing that he's involved in. Yeah, he's definitely been relevant for all that time because of his fans. So right. yeah, absolutely. One of these days, we're gonna put together a top, maybe not fifty, but maybe top twenty-five. Yeah, between top the two of us, exhausting. Well, between the two of us, it would be top fifty, but we're gonna have to do that one day. That's fine. Maybe I we mean, could do that for our fiftieth episode. Top fifty? Yeah. That's a lot. Top twenty-five each. I just don't want to have people like, cause like, I can, I can get like fifty can go like. Really I don't give a shit. I'm not talking rap with people on the internet. I don't. I yeah, barely you, discuss you rap in person. Like, you shouldn't. I, before we discuss rappers, I need to know your top three. Cause if your top three At ain't least. right, then I can't talk with yeah, you. Yeah, cause like I think like if Pac is in your top three, I'm not. I'm not discussing it with you. I'm not discussing rap with you. Wow. That's, wow. That's it. I mean, but that and that thing is subjective though, because like Pac is a like Pac is more of a vibe, right? Pac is a vibe. He's a vibe. But if he, if we're talking rap, rapidy rap, rapping ass rappers, if Pac is in your top yeah, three, but nah. And that's the thing. And that's the thing because it's like some people go off like lyrics, like you know, like some people like pay make it have like wordplay very heavy. Hang on a second. Don't say anymore. We got to let the intro come in. Okay. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take. With Ed and Aaron. Okay, now go. <laughs> All right. Like, I um, there are some pe- there are some people that uh, you know, have like lyrics and wordplay very heavy, mm. and then there are people that are just like that rap with a lot of emotion, and that could be how they how, how they push. Like, I think Tupac is more of an. He's not really much of a lyricist so much. It's just like you can just feel what he's saying. Like he has that lyrical punch into in, in behind his words. And some people could, so someone can have that be their thing that's important about rap, and someone mm-hmm. can have the lyric work would be the thing that's important about rap. So it's just like both of you aren't wrong. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's a very subjective thing when you have a top five argument or a top anything argument in rap. I think that's 
Yeah, I agree with you there if you're going on a personal list. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking an objective, unbiased list, I think you have to take into account cultural significance as well. Parker's pretty culturally significant. Though. He is. Yeah. And I also think you have to take in music quality. So if you take in music quality mm-hmm. and cultural significance, I don't see any world where Jay-Z isn't the greatest of all time. I mean, he's in the top three, though, right? I think he's number one. Yeah, and it's, not, and it's not even close because if you look at the culture, like hip, like he's the most successful hip hop artist of all time, right? As to this day, yeah, absolutely. And if you take the quality of his discography, there's not much difference between the two, right? Right. Music quality very high, mm-hmm. cultural significance very high. Mm-hmm. If you look at Pac, his cultural significance is very high, but his music quality isn't as high. He also has he, but he also hasn't put out anything. In a very long time because he's dead. Right. So there is a, you have to put, so that, that. But if that you look at the albums too. that he put out when he was alive, like Pac put out two clunkers before he got signed to Interscope. People forget that. Yeah. Like those first two albums that he put out weren't that great. Yeah. And then he did Meet Against the World, and that's when it shot up to the mm-hmm. stratosphere, right? right? So you have to hold that against him a little bit. I mean, he could be coming to his, coming to his own, though, at the same time. Sure. But right. Jay's first album is a classic. Yeah. Jay's probably got. But he has some clunkers in between, though. He has some that aren't that great in, in, in the Sure. Middle. But. Yeah. He's got what do we what do we, I'll say three classic albums? Yeah. Like certified classics. I also say yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I mean that But that's also the but that's saying that who knows what to because it's one of those things where it's like him being dead really just kinda like sips argument because like he's not putting anything out. Like Jay Z's still here. Right. So he can still put things out. Like I yeah. think four 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 was one of like four four was one of those one of those classic that albums like we're talking about and that was put out like maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Like yeah. Oh God! It's already six minutes in. And we're still talking about. I didn't I mean, not want can, to talk about we, this. We can go. Like, we can go about this. I did not want to like get into this, but we're we, we are getting into this. So I think we should do it for fifty because we got what is this? Seven more episodes until we hit fifty. That's true. And then we're doing it. We got a year episode, man. We're, we're a year into this shit. Damn. Straight. No breaks. I know. Fifty-two straight episodes is fucking crazy. That is crazy, man. Um. So if you guys haven't yet checked out our playlist on Spotify. Check this out. State your take list. I'm going to try to edit the or fix the Instagram account so that it uh, it gives a direct link to the, the playlist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, you can subscribe. You can just listen to it. It's a vibe, I it would say. It is a vibe. We've been crushing the playlist, dude. Yeah, I think so. It's pretty fucking good. And I'm not even trying to cap. Bro. I put, yeah, I just like, I, 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 I could put, I could put tracks on tracks on a thing. I, I'm, I'm literally just putting out two because I don't want to overload the whole thing. Right. Yeah. We don't want to OD. We want to make it a slow burn. We got to let those flavors build. You yeah. Know? So I'm just giving you, I, I give you two tracks a week. I, I, I could give you more. I just. We could think. give you the whole dick. Yeah. But we just putting a tip in right just now. Tip. Just, just doing that strong, slow stroke. Just tip. Um, and if you guys also are interested in donating to the cause, please do. Check the link in our show notes. Yeah. Um, and we may have some merch coming soon. Yeah. Little Birdie told me that tweet, there may tweet. be some apparel coming through. So we'll uh, be giving you the, the full Monty on that as I'll, soon as we can. Yeah, I think it's... I'm trying. 
I'm voting for a hoodie with my face on it, but we'll mm-hmm. see how weather we go with that. Cause yeah, we got to wait for the weather to cool down first. Bro. That's, I mean, yeah, we'll get there. I'm just we'll saying, get there. That's my, that's my vote. I just want to have a hoodie with my face on it. It's kind of silly to have a hoodie in this city because you can wear a hoodie. I'd say seven days a year. Yeah. In this city. No, I'd say, well, not seven. I think it's more than seven because like you can wear hoodies on days that are not. It's not gonna be cold to wear a hoodie. Like it's just, it's just, it's just it just has to be not hot. It's just not the strongest investment. And here in Houston, absolutely not. Yeah. But for two weeks, you'll have my face on your chest. Mm, so I'm is. cool with that. Yeah. Like these these 14 days worth, you can have my face on your chest. Doesn't that sound hot? I mean, I'm just putting it out there, like you know. All right, so we got to talk about this guy Colby Covington, who is. Magaing, magaing his way all over the UFC. That's a lot of uh, acronyms. Is it acronym? Initials. Magaing his way through. That's two. I mean, What's I, I think two in one. Two in one. It's 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 definitely pushing it. Acronym is. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's two. Abbreviation. Yeah, yeah I, it's I, I two. Right. I did that right. It's two. Yeah, it's two in the sentence. I, think I always get acronym and what's the other one? Monogram. Confused. Is it monogram? Yeah, I, they're similar. They're similar, but they're not the same. No, I think like an, like an acronym is like, you know, it's like the initials for for words a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While a monogram is like the initials of like a name. Right. So they're similar. Yeah. They're close. I'm close. It's like a, an acronym is like a monogram of things. I'm not a complete idiot. No. <laughs> so this guy. Do you want to tell people what's going on? Because I'm not too familiar. All right. Yeah. Like I think yeah. There's a UFC fight night. I think it was um I think actually like last week now that I'm thinking about it, it was like last week. Uh Colby Covington fought Robbie Lawler um and beat the brakes off him. In Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential yeah, Center. He beat the brakes off of um uh Robbie Lawler. One of the goats, you would say? He's really good. No, he like like to, to have that kind of performance against Robbie Lawler is not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um like he outstruck him, he uh out wrestled him. It was just uh Top to bottom, like no one should argue that Robbie Lawler won that fight because it was you're not even close. Right, and that's Robbie Lawler is not an easy it's not an easy feat to do. But it was the good guy versus the bad guy, right? Yeah, because the thing is, is like after the fight, um, you know, Kobe Covington won, and he had the actually. I also should be noted that when he 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 asked Kurt Angle to borrow his music to come into. Really? Yeah, and Kurt Angle let him do it. Like he gave him his music, so he came into the Kurt Angle uh, theme, and like, as, and just as you would imagine, when it came on, as it did, like you suck. Yeah, that UFC they were chanting that you suck. And he was just like had the American flag draped over his shoulders and came in. You know, interesting fun fact: that music was originally uh, meant for a wrestler named the Patriot that never got over. Oh and they wow! Just shelved it until Kurt Angle came along. Damn. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, is this? I mean, I feel like you could you could call the Kurt Angle the Patriot if you wanted to. But sure, yeah, you really could have. So I, that definitely makes sense. He won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Absolutely, that's. I mean, yeah. So he came out to Kurt Angle's music. Yep. Draped in a American flag. I would mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And then what happened after the fight? After the fight, you know, like he um acknowledged the first family for showing up because Eric and Donald Trump were like cage side, mm. and he acknowledged them for coming in. He um and then he's and then he just started going off, saying really horrible things. Like um he I think he said uh he said um you should 
he was he referred to Matt Hughes, who was, who was like a Hall of Fame UFC fighter, and he said, uh, "You should learn from Matt Hughes to stay out of the way when the train's coming through." Choo choo. Sidebar: Matt Hughes is a Hall of Fame UFC fighter who got hurt. Like, who, I think I hit by a train and got really seriously hurt. What? Yeah, he said that after his fight. So he caught a lot of flack for that. So he's leaning into being the heel. All the way. So he's a Trump supporting. Mega, mega hat. Like literally a mega hat every time he's on camera. Like, mega hat wearing. Every time he's on camera. And so he's getting a lot of shit for this? Yeah. From people? People hate Kobe Covington. People hate him. Well, he's he's a champ now, right? No, he's like he was he was an interim champ. He's but, an interim champ. Uh, but, he's, he, but he was an active for a very long time. Okay. So uh, he lost the interim champ. Like now that the champion is a Kamara Usman, mm-hmm. who's actually not, who's not, who's Nigerian. Hi or, now. Yeah. Oh, huh? I said hi now. Right. Um. So wait, hang on. Is there who's the number one heel? Who would you say is a top heel in UFC right now? Uh, is it Colby Covington? I think so, man. Who Who else? Who was like number two before him? Uh. Was there somebody? Was there somebody that was playing that role, leaning into it, like in the style of a a McGregor or a um, a Brock Lesnar? Maybe like maybe Ben Askren. All right, but I mean, he just got knocked out in five seconds, so it's kind of like put a kibosh to that. Yeah, that kind of yeah, because people a lot of people really hate. Hey, it really puts a dent in your argument. Who get it? Yeah, dent in his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so this guy's taking he he is seizing the opportunity because he knows that. When you're a shit-talking heel in the UFC, mm. it gets you opportunities. Yeah. Like, how many opportunities from fighters have we seen be granted because of something that they said during a post-fight interview? Yeah. Like, who was the guy from Houston who talked about his balls being high? Derek Lewis. And he got a championship fight the next time he fought. The very next fight. And a Popeye's contract. So, I mean... He gets free chicken for life. There's something to be said about... The pro wrestling elements in the UFC is definitely there, where you can talk on a mic and get your stock to rise. The, the thing about Kobe Covington too is that um, he actually was on. A, he's actually at one point he was like before he was doing all this. He was twelve and one. He had like a he had like a, a, a he was on a win streak, and he was told when he was twelve and one that he was going to get dropped by the UFC. After he had after his fight with Damian Maya, like win or lose, you're like we're dropping you mm-hmm. because they couldn't, they didn't find out, they haven't have a way to market him. Mm, so this is it. Yeah. So this is his way after to that get into it. Yeah. Like his first thing was like he railed off. He called like Brazilians filthy animals and all that. Like he really went into this shit. See, this just leads to the point where like you can't be boring. Like you can't be a, you know. Nose to the stone, put your head down and grind, kind of fighter. Like you have to have some sort of engagement yeah. with the crowd. Yeah, and so people like so people hate the guy, but I'm just like, he was he was a rare fighter before this. He was mm-hmm. twelve and one, and they're just like it's hard to do. Yeah, in the UFC, very hard to do, and or just MMA. I don't know if it's UFC solely, but in MMA, it's a hard thing to go twelve and one because like you can just get caught in the chin and. And lose your, or you can get a knee to the head. But he's not the bad guy for real, right? I don't think so. I think the because I because to me when he does these things like, and he's just wearing the maga hat, it's just like to me it's reverse Iron Sheik. Mm. It's reverse Iron Sheik. America, Pew! exactly. 
it's a reverse irony because like at the time, you know, the and like there was um I think it was like what? It was during Iron Sheik came around during I want to say it was during like that hostage that the Iran hostage crisis that happened around him, right? Um a little bit before that, but yeah, that was when he kind of got hot. Yeah, so there was like so so I mean, there was like a, a big anti-American sentiment that people hated and like Iron Sheik leaned into that like hard. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was just like this heel like, you know, was always hitting America at opposed to Hulk Hogan who was the real American. Oh yeah. According to his like theme music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was so when he does this, I'm just like, oh, it's just like Iron Sheik, but the only thing is like he's he's pro America in the way he's like he's like MAGA America at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and people hate him. People hate him. But at the same time, he's still in the UFC. And doing well. I mean, money-wise, yeah, money-wise, and I was absolutely he's doing well. But think he's a good fighter before that, so I don't know how. Like, so when I see him do it, I can't get. I, I don't like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But since I'm like, man, I get it. You have to think that there's a part of him that's really just maybe he doesn't believe everything that he says. I don't think he does, and he just knows that that red hat and the certain phrases are going to just get people riled up. I think, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. There's a wrestler, a professional wrestler in Mexico. His name is Sam Adonis. And he is he he had a um he had a short run in WWE. He got released. Uh he wrestled around the world for a little while and he settled in Mexico in CMLL, which is the oldest professional wrestling promotion in the world. He is a white guy wrestling in Mexico. And so he took on the persona of being a MAGA supporter. And he is, without question, the biggest heel in the entire company. Yeah. And he, he's from, like, Pittsburgh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't – I don't know if he, like, personally believes any of that Trump shit. Yeah. But this has gotten him to a point where he is, like, a top guy in the company. All yeah. because he's playing this character. Because he knows, especially in that part – of the of the world in mexico yeah he Bro. knows how touchy of a subject that it is and yeah. as long as it's relevant over here it's going to be huge over there so i'm not i'm not saying that um colby covington saw this and swagger jacked it or anything like that all i'm saying is that it works the yeah, red dude. hat works it fucking if does. you want to be a bad guy yeah and it's i, I don't know what his personal affiliations are I don't know how he feels about any of this stuff, so I can't speak for Kobe Covington, but I just think that at one point he was a fighter who was just fighting and winning fights with his technique because he's he's very skilled. And I couldn't even – I'm pretty sure there's going to be a welterweight championship fight between him and Usman. I can't say he's going to win. I think Usman's like the odds favorite, but I honestly, for my, from where I'm sitting, I couldn't say he's going to win that fight. Um, but Make a pick right now. It's been a long time since you made a prediction. <sighs> I mean, just say it right now. Say it off the top of your head. Don't even think about it. Just Covington. Say it. Okay. How? About okay. wrestling him? Because the thing is, like, it's for it. Because the thing is, like, I've seen more Covington than Usman. That's why I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not the best guy to say who's going to win this fight. I've seen more Covington fights than Usman fights. So he taps him or what? <sighs> Maybe. No, yeah. I need a prediction. I need a solid prediction. You like to, you, you like people just like to just because when to, you're to right, we can put it out and it will be like, oh shit, we fucking got a guy UFC expert, and you'll be on ESPN and ESPN Plus. That is how that works, isn't it? 
Like people just like people just like she's got to get one right. Shoot the shot in the window. It's like you're an expert now. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith has been riding the LeBron to Miami train for like <laughs> eight years now, dude. He oh, hasn't gotten man, shit right you're since. You're right. Fuck. Just make a strong prediction, Jesus, man. Jesus, you're right. That's how that works, isn't it? It doesn't even matter if you're wrong now oh because nobody's God. paying attention. Wow. Make a pick. We're the worst. Okay. I mean, with that, with that um rationale, yeah. Okay, he's gonna tap him. All right. Damn. Colby Covington. For the submission. That, that's, that's so sad. It is sad. We are that stupid, huh? Yep. Fuck. Hey, speaking of us being stupid, Walmart decided to pull violent video games off the shelves in lieu of the shooting that occurred shootings. in one of their shootings, yeah. but particularly the one that occurred within one of their stores. Mm. What they did not do, though, is pull the sale of firearms from their stores. Um, that makes sense, right? It makes 100% sense. I mean, yes, it makes 100% sense. If I can't go to your store to buy fake guns, but I can go to your store to buy real guns. I mean, yeah, no, that, that, that's solid logic to me. Yeah, I mean... Well, in their defense, I'm, I'm my sure my name they, is Aaron, and I'm from Opposite World. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they have like Nerf guns you can buy though. If you you can still buy a fake gun. I oh think. yeah, you sure can. Yeah, you can buy like, a Nerf gun, but not like virtual guns. Oh yeah, like, to kill virtual aliens and virtual things, or virtual prostitutes, or virtual prostitutes. I mean, it's really a new thing. band name alert: virtual prostitutes. We we have a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for the virtual prostitutes. We're pretty good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Call me Hollywood. Um, okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Dateline. Walmart pulls violent Walmart pulls violent video game displays from its stores, but will still sell guns. Walmart is taking down displays of violent video games in its stores in the wake of recent shootings, but the company plans to still sell the controversial video game and guns. So it's not about the games itself. It's just about displaying the games, yeah. the Call of Duty and the uh, Modern Warfare and the uh, Grand Theft Auto, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I'm not a new kid on the block, as they say, but I can't tell you the last time I've been to a store to buy a video game. Most of the purchases are just made online, right? They can be, yeah. Just buy them right through the store. And so I think the the new Xbox that's coming out doesn't even have a CD drive in it. It's just all one big hard drive. So that's how people are going to be getting their games now. So is this really a step towards uh, trying to limit the amount of violence people see or is this just a pr move it's definitely a pr move i mean you don't say <laughs> now fuck walmart for this dude i'll touch my fucking video games bro. i just no like fuck, let me make my own decisions no fuck um fuck fuck walmart and fuck like anyone who's still throwing out this um they've been making this games. argument since yeah. the 80s dude 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 like our uh, movies and video games have always taken the brunt of violence in the streets and it's like nobody wants to just blame like shitty people. Or, or or mentally ill people. Yeah. But not all mentally ill people are shitty. True. 
So I'm going to need for them to just call out the shitty people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just wish people would just – I'm just really tired of this argument because, like, uh, I could tell you from firsthand experience that whenever I turn on the um, PlayStation and I play, like, Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. or ever – I am like no. If 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 video game me were real, I would make um, Bin Laden look like a jaywalker. Yeah, you'd be a terrible person, dude. Horrible. You would be awful. H- horrible. The things that I've done, and the grand like I'm horrible. At this, but same time, like out in real world, not that bad. I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be doing. We wouldn't be doing a podcast. That's for sure. I wouldn't nah. be seen in public with you. That's for damn sure. No. No. So I just don't know why we why every time like public violence happens, this argument is still something that go people go to is like, oh, it's because of video it's because of violent video games. It's like people you you can play violent video games and not shoot up a Walmart or shoot up a movie theater or whatever. Like it's not the games. Like if there were if, if there was a point in history where like when I was in elementary school and People were playing Mario that I had to worry about getting smacked by a turtle shell. Then we could hear that we could probably maybe we could have this talk. But I haven't like there's never been anyone getting smacked with turtle shells on like go karts or you know people have people people getting their heads jumped on or any of that shit. Like that that's never happened. Yeah. So it's like why is it that whenever they're like violent video games like we don't we always try to blame Grand Theft Auto or you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in movies. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I've also, I also in the shootings, I don't think anyone's ever tried to fake an Austrian accent. I'm just saying. Like, well, there was that one guy, he shot up the Batman premiere and he was like, I'm the Joker. But I mean, I think that. I don't, I'm pretty sure it was an American accent when he said that. Yeah, when he said that. Yeah. Um, here was an interesting tweet that I saw. It was from at Brian Class on Twitter. He said, The population of the United Kingdom is 65 million people. Mm-hmm. Population of the United States is 330 million people. It's about five times the size. Mm the video game revenues in the UK are about $5 billion. I assume that's yearly. Wow. Um, the video game revenues in the United States, $25 billion. And again, five times. As yeah. Gun homicides in 2017 in the UK, 31. Gun homicides in 2017 in the United States, 14,542. That is 469 times the amount. So, I mean... The- the population scaled up about five times, so the revenue for a gun sale or five for times. a video game sale also sale, proportion proportional. Uh, the gun homicide not very proportional. Yeah, that's I think that's where we. Uh, you that's know. like a that's like a waist to hip ratio on uh, like Black China or some shit like that. It just doesn't. <laughs> it's just not proportionate. It's, it's doesn't add up. Doesn't it's, add up. Doesn't add up. Something's not right. Something's not right. See your hamstrings? They're not tying into that glute. That's not right. That's, I don't know how that, how does that even work? How does how that you, work? How are you even walking? I don't know. You look like a tooth. Like you just tip over all the time. <laughs> so we always want a place to blame on video games, movies, rap music. Um, and I don't think people are falling for it anymore. I don't know if anybody is really using this video game argument and taking it seriously. Politicians are. They Politicians are, but that's they, because they need to it. hide behind something. Bro, but they just... need to distract us from the fact that they're not really gonna do anything. Again. But do you I'm saying do you know do you know how dumb you look? 
when you do this? I don't think they do. They I don't probably think they don't. realize how dumb they look. I don't think they realize how frustrating it is to be um, a 30-something-year-old dude and have to seriously consider whether or not you want to have children because in 20, 30, or 40 years from now, you're not sure if this country and this world is going to be a better place than it is today. Yeah. Like, those are the conversations that we have to have with ourselves. And it all depends on whether or not these assholes in Washington are even going to get off their ass to do anything about this. Because there's only so much that we can do. We can raise them out of hell. We can um, start all these foundations. We can raise awareness. We can do whatever the fuck. But unless somebody outside of us makes a law that makes it really fucking difficult. I'm talking about damn near impossible for someone to get their hands on a gun. Like you got to really want to have a gun in order to get a gun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you got to be really persistent and know how to get a gun in order to get a gun. Unless something like that happens, we'll never see the end of this. Yeah. I mean, that. I think that has to be a culture change too though. Think about how difficult it is to get a pool made or a pool put in to a backyard. That's Think high. about how much red tape you got to go through. You got to get permission from like the city to dig a hole more than three feet deep. Like there's so much shit you got to do. It's harder to get a pool put into your backyard than it is to get a gun. Think about how to ask backwards that is. <laughs> That's kind of backwards. I don't even want a pool like that. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. All I'm saying is that we have to just keep this conversation alive. And we have to elect people that really want to make a change about it. That and like, yeah, that and just leave my video games alone for the for the umpteenth time. That's Don't my, touch my Xbox, bro. Put the sticks down. Leave them alone. Just leave it alone. Because I also think that comes from the fact that they don't, like I was saying before, people don't respect video games as an art form. Because mm-hmm. it's like, there are some games that have um, gun violence in them. But sometimes they weave into the fabric of the story. It's like, like, I, like I, I was talking about Red Dead Redemption here before. There is gun violence in them in that video game. However, it just plays into what the West was at that time. It's just them telling it. It's a part of them telling the story that is the West at that at that moment in time. So it's just like it's there is gun violence in there, yes, but it's just part of the art form. It's just trying. It's also it's just trying to tell you like what the history was of it. I think if you respect it as it was, and don't think it's just like some stoners playing video games. Just like I think you probably look into a little bit deeper and ask more questions about it, and not say like, "Oh, this is because of video games, not because of anything else." So it just leads into that as well. There needs to be more insight on the development of video games. Just, like I think there needs to be some sort of like major documentary produced that shows start to finish how much hours and how much work and money and money goes into making. Like, a single game. Like, even just, like, I'm talking about, like, and we're talking about, like, just regular games. Like, think about the triple, the, the like, the triple A releases. Like, those, so much, so much work goes into those. Right. So much work. We're talking, we're talking, like, Avengers Endgame level of yes. years of development. Yes. Yeah. And this happens yearly <laughs> for yeah. these games. Like, every, every, every Christmas, you're going to have, Christmas, like. Every Christmas, you get in a new Call of Duty. Yeah, Christmas is basically, like. It's it's like summer for movies. Like like mm-hmm. Christmas time is that's 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 a video game's summer. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Got some odd news today when I woke up this morning. Yeah. Dateline. Jeffrey Epstein has died by suicide, sources say. 
uh, jailed multimillionaire piece of shit financier and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein has died by suicide. Two law enforcement said on Saturday, one day after the court unsealed new details of the claims against him. Epstein, who was awaiting trial on federal charges accusing him of sexually abusing underage girls, was found unresponsive in his cell at New York's Metropolitan Correctional Center. Staff at the facility started life-saving measures, and Epstein was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead, the Bureau said in a news release. No foul play is suspected in his death, a federal official told CNN. The Bureau's release called it an apparent suicide, and the FBI is investigating. Authorities believe Epstein hanged himself. New York Medical, New York City's medical examiner office hasn't determined the manner of his death. Well, there it is, folks. Justice has been served. <laughs> Open and shut case Johnson. Open and shut case Johnson. <laughs> so the guy was found um, beaten. In his cell a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And apparently was on suicide watch from that point on. And yet still here we are with a man who was on suicide watch at New York's finest correctional facility. Died dead by suicide. What were y'all watching? Not him. Like, it's suicide watch. They were probably watching. How did he commit suicide? Like they were probably watching the New York Metropolitans. Maybe they're, they're seventeen out of eighteen. They're on a run, bro. I get it, but it's suicide watch. The key word, like you're watching him to make sure he doesn't commit suicide. That's kind of in the name of the suicide watch. So if you're watching him, so he's not committing suicide, and he commits suicide, what were we watching? This is the literal definition of you had one job. You had one job. This sucks, man. This is a weird ending to the story or if it even is the ending to the story because this could be a new beginning because who knows i mean we don't know those details that were uh presented in his case they could have been something really damning we don't know if he named names at this point like we really don't know much of anything one of the thing one of the parts of his deal that always shook me because when i i heard about his deal from uh this really good podcast called Behind the Bastards. They talk about like the worst people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. So they talked about his deal that he got when he when he got immersed um, the first time. And one of the parts of, of his deal that really got my attention was that there were accomplices that were found were retroactively pardoned. Mm-hmm. So a part of that deal is like if any of the names that are, are involved with him in this case, they just let them go. Which so, is crazy. Yeah, so I think that with them going back in that case, I was curious to see where it was, where it was gonna go because if you have to reopen that case and like reopen that those records, there could be a lot of names that he was involved with that could just, you may know the level of their involvement with him. We know two names off the rip. Off the top. Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. One former president, one current president. They are both running thick with them. Mad photos of them together. Yeah. So it's like, just think about that alone. Like, those are two very prominent public figures that we know about that was running with Epstein. And we know these guys had money. We know these guys have old, deep, like, Illuminati levels of money. Yeah. So think about who the fuck 
is like laying in the shadows that was like, we got to make sure we can't have any part of this. Yeah. That's the scariest part about it. It is. And the thing is, like, I hate conspiracy theories because I feel like a lot of times it just kind of go around the simple answer that's right in front of you. Like, it's like we're, you want to make this big convoluted thing be the answer when it's just like, it's Occam's razor. It's, yeah, it's this. Yeah. It, it could just be this instead. And a lot of times people would just, people could just say, oh, like he had a moment of clarity and he killed himself. That'd be the simple thing. But it's like, he was how old? He's like six something years old. And he's mm. doing this for four years. So to have your moment of clarity now, right? it's like, that seems a bit far-fetched. Seems a bit far fetched. It seems a bit far fetched to think that, you know, his his money and his status has gotten him out of so many other right situations. Yeah. That there had to have been a part of him to think like, oh, I'll be out of this in a few months. Exactly. So because I just feel like anybody that is in that position always has that thought in their head. Like that's why they're so disconnected from actual reality. Right. Like if I get hemmed up, I know there's no hope for me. Right. But if I was inheritance of, you know, a couple hundred million dollars and I get pulled over, I'm thinking, you might this have is diff- a fucking joke. You might have different energy, yeah. You got a whole different energy. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, the, the idea that he just offed himself after, it seems sketch. you know, it seems really sketch. And, again, when we're talking about the people that he was connected with and the money that's there and the positions that they have, like we've seen people get touched in jail with much lesser means. Like yeah. we're talking about, you know, drug dealers and you know other you know uh, robbers, killers. They get off in jail all the time just the because time. somebody on the outside said, "Yo, I need you to take care of this for me." Yeah. So it's really not that far fetched to think that somebody on the outside with a couple hundred thousand dollars to spare could say, "Yo, listen." Maybe go to a CEO, maybe go to a lifer, maybe go to somebody that's in there and doesn't really give a fuck. But like, I need you to take care of this for me. I need you to make it look this way so that this problem goes away. That's an easy A to B that I can see happening. Yeah. But I mean, who knows if we'll ever really know the truth? Because like the, the lead on the story is dead for the most part. It's like, I don't know why you, I don't know why anyone will pursue it at this point. After the main guy or the main culprits passed, so the only thing that we can know for sure is that there's some victims out there that may want to come forward and and tell the truth and speak truth to power and drops some information. That may happen. That may happen, but, but it also may not. And also that's, may not. And that's also that's also their right because they can. Is that's their trauma? If they don't want to, like, you know, right, reopen that wound or whatever, I can get why you just wouldn't want to come forward. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's a weird, like, it's a really weird story. Like, the more you get into it, it's just so weird and crazy and dark. And like, this is just like one of this is probably the darkest turn I've seen in the whole thing. Is like he just like I found out today he offed himself. I was really looking forward to seeing this guy get his comeuppance. Yeah, that and I was trying to. Uh, I was also, I was also looking forward to seeing who else was involved because he didn't do this by himself. Right. You know, like he wasn't financed by himself. So when he will be when he will go on trial, you would see all the other hands that are at play here. And now I fear that you never will because I don't see why this would go forward after the main person's dead. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's, there you go, guys. Yeah. Crazy, man. That's it. That's the end of that. Um. Okay. Switching gears here. <laughs> this is, you know, our last few episodes have been kind of silly. This one's taken a little bit of a more uh, serious tone. But yeah. But let's get serious. Let's get silly again. Let's get silly. Dateline. Bride gets diarrhea from detox drink diet. Ruins $21,000 wedding gown. Goddamn, bro. Mm, mm, mm. You hate to see it. I do. I, you do. You don't love it. No. Imagine waking up on your wedding day terribly bloated. I know I've been there. That's what time? Uh, on a wedding day. Oh, on mine. a wedding day, not on, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. But yeah, no. This says on your wedding day. Mm. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And if someone told you that they knew what would work, you'd probably listen to them too. One unlucky wedding planner has taken to Reddit to share her, her horrific story about a bride's health shake disaster. The bride had insisted on a shabby chic affair with limited facilities. Quote, the reception, she decided, would take place on the family property in a historic barn. This caused a huge flurry of issues between having to have the barn cleaned, the fact that we needed support tents as the barn wasn't large enough, and the fact that the property lacked electricity and running water. This is a bad venue just off top. Like, it's not... Like, so, I mean, I get... You're, so many things wrong with this. I get that you're looking for a motif or whatever. You want to have a vibe of your wedding, but I mean... Why would you have? Why would you have people at a barn? Like the barns aren't made for the. Okay, whatever. The ladder was solved with a bank of generators, tubs of water for catering, and a side tent with toilets hidden inside. Porta potties. Porta potties. Yeah. Uh, really while the elegant. ceremony went off without a hitch, things took a turn for the worse at the reception, as they do. When the alcohol starts flowing, you know. I don't know if that always go worse, though. I mean, it's more. It's always more fun at the reception. It more times than not, it does. Yeah. But there's always that one person that gets a little too sauced up. You know, maybe makes a move that they're not supposed to make. Yeah, you're right. That does happen all the time. She explained, "Quote: I was speaking to the caterer when I happened to glance over and see the most curious blend of expressions pass over the bride's face. A few moments later, my headset beeped on, and my assistant said." We have an issue. It turns out that the bride had gambled on a fart and lost in a big way. Damn. She had diarrhea all through the dress. You can't. Nah, you can't. If you're in that kind of moment, that's not a bet you take. <laughs> you do not make that bet. Like You have to play it safe. And if it feels like you have to fart, you need to go to the bathroom. Like You, you can't. You're in a $21,000 dress. You can't be playing it loose like that, man. That's one of the best jokes in the uh, the first Deadpool movie. Is like, you probably probably wondering why I wear red, it's so that the bad guys can't see me bleed. Yeah, that guy understands. He wore the brown pants. <laughs> As the bride's dress was constructed of a fitted, oh god, what is that word? Bodice, 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 bodice. How the fuck did you know that? I know things. In uh, a huge layer skirt, it was a disaster. Uh, we had already realized there was zero way of her going to the bathroom, so having her use a porta loo, which is a porta potty in New Zealand, <laughs> right, meant one of us would have to get personal. Ooh, buddy, 
The bride, turns out, had been using some health shakes in an attempt to fix last-minute bloating. The substance had, that had come out of her body as a result defied explanation. It was slimy, oily even, with stringy bits and the consistency of hair gel. What Ooh. the fuck do you think she was drinking as a health professional? What do you uh, think? I mean, I think that like it's kind of the same thing that, hap- that they talk about when you when you eat too many. Um, if you were to take like al- the stuff called ally, they said that like, you can't eat um, like, like a lot of fast food mm-hmm. because like if you do, you have like you have like um, oily farts and you might shit yourself. So that's, so that's I think it may be, it may be kind of in the same vein of that. Like that, and like also, if, I think I don't know if you remember these um, things like these fat-free chips, with like Olean in them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you eat a lot of those too, it might have the same thing happen. It's kind of like that. Not only had it been a rather profound accident, but the smell was unrivaled. Generally, a substance no human body should admit. They're they're really going in way too deep about that. Like, I mean, are, are, are these your friends? They're telling the story. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this they was can't just be the, their friend. This was the bride, uh, the uh, wedding planner. She didn't give a fuck. She probably yeah, like she probably retired she, after this. She, she was must like, not I'm not like doing this either. Like, I mean, because you really would you like, if you cool. if you were hired at, for a job and you ended up at the end of the day getting literally shitted on, would you be happy about if, that? If I got paid. If I got compensated for it, I won't be that. I won't go in that deep, though. But well, we'll like find she out. shat herself. We'll find out. All right. As the skirts layers were very difficult to take off, the poo had just sort of filled it like a water balloon of horror. My God. Now I have shell-shocked assistant and a, care- and a crying bride you can smell from miles away. You weren't miles away. You were, like, right there. No, I'm saying she probably could smell her from miles away. But though. she wasn't miles away. She's really just going in on this I mean, the smell could have been that bad. You it could have. No, I, I'm sure you someone. Sm- you smelled no, a dead I'm skunk sure before. I'm sure someone shitting themselves is bad. That breeze catches it, right? No, I get that. You're but trying to eat, you know, your chicken and vegetables that you ordered? Or maybe you got the fish. I don't know. But you catch a whiff of that poo draft. No, I get it. I'm just saying that you weren't miles away. Like, you're real. Like, she's really going in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, theater of the mind. I guess so, man. The bride is just flipping out and that she's making her guests wait that she has a core. Oh, God. This is, and this is the reason why weddings are so funny. She has a choreographed dance waiting to happen and she needs to be introduced now. I'm just looking at her manicured nails. The residue of diarrhea is just embedded in her nail bed. She, God. She's really descriptive. I give in that this is an issue which we'll have to wait and signal to start introductions. Amazingly, no one seemed to notice what had happened until it was time for the first dance during which her new husband accidentally brushed his bride's skirt. To our horror, we watch as an oily stain spread across the mid-back of the gown. As we are still cringing from this, the groom sets his hand firmly in the middle of the poo stain. Action had to be taken as soon as the the couple left the dance floor. It was obvious, and I left my assistant in charge while I made preparations. I was sponging down a sobbing, naked bride while I questioned every life decision that led to this point. It may be the most disgusting thing I've ever dealt with. With her clean, I threw away the waist shaper and scrubbed down the $21,000 wedding gown back into a plastic basin. The inner lining was a loss, and I cut it out completely. There's no word on whether or not the bride gave this 
poor woman a stipend for her troubles. There's no word whether or not... I assume she didn't. The husband wanted a... Uh, what do they call it? Annulment? I mean, set for better... <laughs> you, 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 know, you literally just set for better or for worse. Till death do you part. Mm. Not till poo do you part. Exactly. So I don't, I don't think that's enough to... That's not action enough for an annulment. Have you ever shit your pants? Not that I can... What? As as a person I can recollect shitting my pants, no. Yeah. Never got too drunk, shit your pants. No, Does never let up. I don't know. I don't get drunk. I've heard people pee themselves. Have you ever peed yourself? No. Have you ever peed in the bed? When I was younger, I think I did. Not recently. No. I think like as you never let out a fart and like you got a little bit of action happening down there. I feel like I've let out a fart before, but I've caught that and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom mm. before anything, before, before anything seriously. Before anything leaked out? Yeah, before anything happened, I was like, oh shit, I need to go to the bathroom. So yeah. like, I was like, this, this is an expensive gamble to make. I would not I wouldn't have done that in my wedding tux though. I can tell you that for a fact. Like, if I have- no, you're holding that in. Yeah, I'm holding that in. Like, I gotta hold that in. Or I'm going to the bathroom, one of the two. Like, I go to the bathroom and I go to sit down and just gas. I'm like, okay, it's just gas. How long did it take before you got comfortable to- um, because you, you and Amanda, you lived separately for a long time. Yeah. So when you go to her, her place, yeah, yeah. how long were you guys together before you were like, I got to take a shit? And you took a shit at I her was place. A, I, I want to say it was probably a year in. A year in? Yeah, dude. How yeah. bad was Do you remember the first deuce you dropped? I don't remember it. I really don't. But I just knew that. I, I knew. It. But the thing is, like, it has to be bad because like, you, you have to cross that line. <laughs> so I knew it had to be a serious one. Dude, I literally would like make up excuses as to why I got to go so I don't have to like shit in a girl's apartment. Literally, I remember we would travel places together in a hotel before that year. And I literally have to go to the hotel, like the downstairs the, lobby, bathroom? Yeah, lobby bathroom. Yeah. I've done yeah, that. I've done, yeah, I was doing that. So ladies, if a guy is making up an excuse to leave your place or Anything like that? It's probably not because he doesn't like you. It's probably because he has to take a shit and he's There's, not comfortable no, doing it at your place that's yet. That's definitely a valid point. Always keep that in mind. Always yeah, remember he, that. Because if you if, if you're like three months and he's like he just has to leave all the time, I'm like he's probably he, he could be taking a shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but if you're like two years in and you've seen him shit before, I don't tell you. Oh yeah. If it's gotten to the point where like, yeah, if he's taking a shit at your place before. And he's still finding excuses to leave. I got nothing. <laughs> you got a whole other issue on your I got hands. Nothing. That's a whole other can of worms. We we can't help you out with that. Yeah, I got nothing, dog. But if you're three months in, and he's leaving on regular basis, and you know you find that it's usually after you, he's eaten a lot of cheese. Yeah. Or or dairy or any kind of or dairy any product, kind of dairy product. Ice cream. Just Dang. remember. Just just think about the fact that he's got to take a shit. Yeah, definitely. It's it's out it's out there. You really should think about that. So, have you got an education for us this week? Um, yeah, I'm gonna. It, it seems like it feels like a cliche thing to say, but dedicated to one of. It's a quote from one of our sponsors. Okay. Yeah, and it says, "Just dribble, shoot, and hope for the best." Uh, okay. Yeah. How? What does this mean? That means just like take it, shoot. I mean, it basically says shoot your shot, though. Like the in life, in life, basically just. Should wish you know for the best. It's just I wish I. I feel like I feel like explaining it more. Just it feels like it's 
Yeah, it's just, a little vague. So why don't you break it down for the audience here? Um, in life, you have opportunities, and a lot of times people are afraid to take those opportunities. And it's like you just got to shoot your shot, man. Because if you don't, then you're. Because if you don't, then how would you ever know if you could have done it or not? Mm. It's better to say yes and figure shit out along the way than to say no and never know the outcome. That's right. what you're saying? Yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah, it's Jewish enough for the best. I fuck with that. That really only works for a certain demographic of people, though. They have a way higher success rate with that yeah. <laughs> than some of us do. Yeah. I mean, we don't do that bad, but yeah, no, the the the, the, the numbers are definitely skewed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like uh, I feel like there's a lot of analogies between just basketball and life. Yeah. Because ball is life, son. Ball is life. And if you're tall, you got a better chance of succeeding yeah. than <laughs> if you're, you know, 5'5". You, five, five. you have to know less. I feel like <laughs> you really do. Like you, don't have to, like you don't have to be as skilled if you're like 7'4", playing, playing, like playing basketball than you would if you're like, I don't know, 5'4". What's the real life equivalent to 7'4"? Like 6'2", 6'3"? What do you mean? Like if you're 7'4 in the NBA... And you're just standing under the basket, just getting getting the ball fed to you, like the a taco fall, huh? My taco fall. Yeah. He's so like, like you could just you know you don't have to rely on a skill set. Whereas if you're you know five ten, you got to have handles, you got to have speed, you know, you got to be able to pass and see the court. What's the real life equivalent of being seven four in the NBA? Where like you could just walk into the room and all of a sudden you're like. You've you've got everybody's attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? You got to be like six two, two twenty five, something like that. Six three, six four. Six three, six four. Yeah, because I feel like if you're six, if you're like six, uh, I feel like if you're six seven, six eight, you just kind of at some point you just kind of look like you're freakish in your height. And it's like you're getting you're you're getting attention, but it's just like it's not to be like oh this. This is cool. It's like you look, you really don't like an actual person. <laughs> yeah, your suits fit funny. It's like, why are you, why do you have that much leg? <laughs> <laughs> why are your arms so long? Bro? Yeah. So, like, I feel like, because I feel like Yao Ming got serious just for the wrong, like, it's just like, wow, that's a very, very long person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess the best advice for life is just be taller. That's, I mean, it, it never hurts. It's like for you, like, hiding in places. Why isn't there a surgery for that yet? Huh? For us to add height to you? To add height. We can do we can do pretty much anything else with bodily modifications. Except I think, for make people taller. Well, I think because I get the because like the idea of adding bone to every appendage, it seems it sounds very painful. It does. But they did do it in uh Are you gonna say a movie? Yeah, I was gonna say a movie. God <laughs> But like there's gotta be some way to do that, right? Like, you just take, like, two inches and just add it to my femur. I, I don't think that that would be too bad, right? Yeah, I feel like that would hurt a lot, though. Yeah, but then I got, that like... sounds very painful. But then I got, like, metal in my skeleton, and that's fucking cool, man. I can never walk through security. <laughs> because that, that's the cool part? Yeah. You have to be hassled by TSA? Be hassled by TSA for my... All bo- the time? For the bones in my skeleton and for my big, huge dong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know where we were going with that. I don't know either. So, Um, what's the education again? Dribble, shoot, hope for the best. Dribble, shoot, hope for the best. Be tall.
Yeah. Um, Be tall. There you go. Um, I was. I saw like um, I work out in spring again. Mm-hmm. I think I, I felt like I saw a portrait of America when I was going to the gas station the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was um when I pulled up to the I, told, I pulled up to the pump. I looked at this truck next to me, and the truck next to me is like it's a big pickup truck with an American flag pole like in the bed. Okay. So that it waves in the wind. So he had that. In was the, it a uh, a blue stripe American flag? Was no, it like the black and white flag with the. It blue was stripe not that. Okay, it was not it was just I, a regular old G, white and blue, yeah, old glory. And it was kind of frayed, so he had it in there for a minute. Okay, yeah, so he had that. Um, also, in the back window, draped an American flag. Oh, um, another back, another. So like two it, of them. Yeah, so he had one, and he had one in the actual cabin in the back window. And he had one flipping on the side. So if someone were behind him yeah. and like honked at him, mm-hmm. looks in the rearview mirror, all he sees is America in his back window. Wow. That's all he sees is America. Like he can't see any wow. cars. This window, the like the, the, the rearview mirror, just see the American flag. That's all what a see. metaphor for life, huh? Right. That's all I see is America. America's got my back. America got his back. America, they got my six. They got his six and his back, everything. And the car, the truck also looked like, let's say you were have a truck. That um, that you got into a wreck. Let's say it's a, it's a semi-serious wreck. Like let's say I was want to say like three cars involved, but no one's hurt. But there's okay. a lot of damage to the car. All right. And you took it to a body shop that specialized in like duct tape repairs. Oh, yeah. It's one so of those. It's, yeah, so it's like yeah, we can just duct tape the uh the the, the mirror. We're gonna duct tape the uh backlight. We're gonna duct tape the bumper. We're just gonna duct tape the front end. We're gonna duct tape the grill. We're gonna duct- all this is gonna cost you thirty six dollars and seventy two cents. And like you get the whole thing fixed with like duct tape that matches the color of your car. I'm guessing you painted over the duct tape, so because like the duct tape was actually like the same color of his car. Oh wow! Yeah, so they called that a wrap. They wrapped it up. They wrapped it up. It was they wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's fucking so cool. They wrapped man. it up. What color was it? Well, let me guess. Red. No, actually, it was like um, matte green. Ew. Right. Gross. Exactly. So, but. That was a truck. So, I'm, so this is what. Ironically I, enough, the guy that drives that truck, his name is Matt Green. Actually, he might be, but we'll <laughs> get to the owner of the truck in a little bit. So, this is why I see as I walk into the gas station to go pay for the because I got I, I had to go grab something in there too, so I, I wouldn't go paid inside for the pump or whatever. So I walk inside, and the, and the, when I walk inside, um, I see a man who is. At the front, by you know, like you know, where they keep like the, the tall boy, like mm-hmm. the tall boy beers and stuff. That he's like there talking to the clerk, and the first thing I hear is like, "So these are two for five? <laughs> said he said. She said, "Yeah, the two for five. Okay, well, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get like uh, eight of them then. <laughs> we have to get when you're getting eight tall boy cans of anything for two for five you're leaning so hard into your alcoholism <laughs> that it makes no sense what time of day was it this is after work it was like six o'clock <laughs> i got off of work i was going home it was like 6 30 maybe so was he <laughs> so yeah so I, I go in and he's like i'm just getting eight of them they're like he's getting eight cans of beer not a case of beer eight eight individual separate Individually wrapped. Yes. Tall boys. Yes. 
Probably of Lone Star, if I had to guess. I don't know what I didn't see what they were, but I was like eight of anything because they were they could it could be some four they could mix it up. There was some four locos. In oh, there. it was like a pick and choose kind yeah, of. Yeah, it was thing? a pick and choose like two for wow. five, like whatever thing. So they could he could have really mixed it up. I don't know. Look at I the didn't luxury. Yeah, no, he definitely thought he was getting a steal that day. He was like, yeah, he was no. super happy. He was super happy. He was like, oh, wait, these are two for five. Hang on a second now. Wait, like, let me slow down. Let Is me it down. a holiday? What's the sale? You can just come back. Like you can come <laughs> back later. Like why do you all eight at this moment? I don't think because uh, the thing is like there was no one. Yeah, that he was by himself. He bought the um, he bought the he, he bought the tall boys and everything. And I I, I got like a bag of chips and uh, some gum. <laughs> and I like and I pay for my and I pay for the thing. I go outside and sure enough, it's the same guy going into the duct tape mobile. Unreal. With eight tall boys. Well, shout out to that guy wherever you are. We hope that whatever you're going through, you get through it. Jesus. <laughs> I, which probably also mean it could also lean into why he has so much duct tape on his car though. Like if he's drinking like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got to save money for the tall boys. I can't be spending it on finish and repairs. No. And driving drunk and like probably like. Did you see there was a photo posted on the timeline of a billboard in Florida? Uh-uh. I'm going to stop there and I'm just going to let you hang out there and just think about what I'm about to say next. It was a billboard discouraging people from driving drunk, one, and raping their daughters, two. It said, uh, what was the wording of it? I'm paraphrasing here, but it said, it doesn't matter how drunk you are. Drunk or sober, it doesn't matter. She's not your date. She's your daughter. And it was a photo of this girl who looked about 13, 14 years old. I'm betting that rhymed. Like you're paraphrasing, but I'm I'm betting that that slogan It probably did. But the fact that this was in Florida and... It was a real billboard? Who's surprised? Not me. Who's surprised? None of me. Because let me tell you who's not surprised. About Florida? Yeah. Florida? Alabama in the water? (laughs) (laughs) America's dick? (laughs) Are you? America's foreskin? Right. Are you? Uncircumcised dick? I'm saying like, are we, because if you're saying like, who's surprised? If there's, if, if any place would have that billboard. In its city limits or state limits, it's Florida. Yeah, like literally, like if you if you read that, like billboard to me and said, "Where is that's that's my first guess." One hundred percent off the rip. Also, last weekend I drove through Jasper, Texas. That's I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm still here, man. Mm-hmm. I did not get out of my car. I did, I don't even think I stopped at a red light. Don't. I was like, I'm just gonna keep going. Don't don't stop for nothing. Like don't stop for the person on the side that needs gas. Yeah. None of that shit. You so, just keep on driving. Shout out to me for making it through. Yeah, shout out to you for making it through. I gotta know that you went through Jasper. That's a harrowing ordeal. It was not it was not cool. Don't ever do it. I'm I am not I'm just gonna <laughs> fly over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told people when I got to where I was going. I was like, I should have caught a flight. This yeah. is too dangerous for me. Yeah. This is too hot. I don't yeah. like running through this. Like literally, I would I would go down I would go down I ten and just park at a friendly place. I'm like, can I get like a, a helicopter just to fly over <laughs> Jasper? And I will rent a car at this place outside of Jasper, and then I'll just go keep going. Yep, that's exactly what I'm gonna do next. Time. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the playlist. Hit the donation if you feel so inclined, or just keep listening. That's cool too. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>